Welcome to the Black Girl in College podcast, where we are two black girls sharing our experiences of this bumpy journey called college. In doing so, we hope to create a comfortable and safe space for those who may relate to our experiences. We're your hosts, Kiki and Mo. And on today's episode, we'll be discussing embracing embracing our our unique journeys. journeys. So this idea came to mind just because, you know, God has us in a new season of life and I just a new season now because, you know, we always got a lot of different seasons Mm -hmm. per year, if you heard in the last couple episodes, but I feel like this time is so different because he's calling us to be like a do a whole 180. A whole new person. Like just a whole new person. And, you know, we we all grow and change over time. But this season is like throw away everything you knew, every person, like everything that you were, you mm-hmm. need to throw away. So just talking about embracing our unique journey, I think that's an important topic to talk about because when you come into college, you're really learning your identity and redefining your identity and I, that's something I knew from freshman year, sophomore year, but I feel like, you know, we're both in our fourth year of college and right. we see that like this change is still going and there's mental things, psychological things that have been holding us back from embracing our unique journeys. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's a lot of pressures and a lot of voices yes, telling us what we need to be and trying to define us. And um, what's the word? Like when people... Put you put you in a box. Yes, <laughs> put you in a box. A lot of Sorry. things trying to put us. I was trying to I was trying to think about it, but yeah, there's just a lot of things that try to put you in a box. Even people coming from like their best intentions, people mm-hmm. who love you, things like that. So, I just wanted us to talk about embracing our unique journey because we all have our unique journey. But yes, you know, I don't see everybody embracing it, and not everybody even being confident enough to embrace it. And that's mm-hmm. not their fault. It's just so many external factors and external barriers. So, um, I guess just to go into it, how has peer pressure affected you in embracing your unique journey? Right. So, before I even get into that, just talking about this, I just want to give you your flowers now and say for what? thank you what I do. for being, like, my best friend oh. because, like like you said, this journey, it's not just a season. It wasn't just, oh, we started it three years ago. I think it's about almost been four years since we gave our life to God. Yeah, and so it was change. like twenty one. Yeah, so twenty twenty. Yeah, it was like it was, a, it was that weird. It was in the twenty twenty going yeah. into twenty one. Right, yeah. so probably almost in college four. at that time. Yeah, right. So it's just it was like going through this journey. Of course, my dependence is solely on God, but He also gave me you. Like, there's a lot of things that we go through mm-hmm. at like similar times of the same, and we're yeah. we're able to depend on each other which really is how this podcast even blooms. So I want to say thank you for that. Well, thank you, too. That was, you know, it takes two. And yes. Go ahead. I ain't going to take No, no, no. Of course, it <laughs> definitely takes two because it's just like when I feel like I've talked to God and not saying I, I need someone as a sounding board, but when I'm like, who else will possibly understand what God has told me mm-hmm. or showing me, it's you. You know what I mean? Because we're equally yoked. Mm-hmm. And I love that for us. So to get into the peer pressure... First, I want to say God ain't going to pressure you. So mm-hmm. that peer pressure from the worldly sources mm-hmm. is from those. God ain't going to never pressure you. At all. He gave us free will for a reason. He hoped with that free will that we were going to choose him. I did. We did. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. But with, I guess, the peer pressure, the way that it has affected me, before I was not a person who would say no. Yeah. I felt saying no was actually weak because if I am, I guess, if I can do the position, if I can do the role, and it's going to help me with my leadership skills. This is what you can add to your resume. It makes you look better. If you do this opportunity, more flow. You know what I mean? But now I'm realizing no is a full sentence. If I don't want to do something, I don't have to explain. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Now it's like the peer pressure is doing the opposite for me. Because when now when I feel pressured, it makes me feel like, okay, you need me to do something. I might even, I'm be honest, I ain't even gonna let I ain't even gonna help you find someone else. I just pray that you do. And you mm. know, I just say no and keep it stepping because it's not bringing me closer to God. And if anything, it's stressing me out when he just helped me not stress this morning. Right. So it's like the that peer pressure thing. And first of all, at our big age, we should not be doing that. I will say that. Um, we should not be peer pressuring anybody. But I think I think people also do it unknowingly, you know, when they're just asking of something for you. Yeah. And they're not necessarily trying to do it, but that's how that's how I sometimes often take it, which makes me like rethink the way that I ask for someone to do something, making sure they don't feel pressure. Because a lot of time I'll say no pressure at all. Like, are you able to? Just so they know they do have an option. And I'm not upset if you say no, because I don't know where God has you in your life and if you have the ability or time to do so. So before I would say the peer pressure made me like not want to say no because I didn't want to seem weak. Or, oh, we, like, I feel like if I said no the first time, there would never have been another opportunity. Mm-hmm. But now that I kept saying yes, that's all people expect from me. Right. And it's like I'm trying to get out of that. I'm trying to not be the leader within the room. I want other people to step up right. and let them have their moment. So mm-hmm. how has peer pressure affected you? Well, I would say for me, like, a lot of the peer pressure wasn't even, like, verbal or physical. I think, like, when it comes to embracing my unique journey— for me, um, the pressure came from just the way I observe the world. So seeing, okay, the way this person acts, these traits and these characteristics are received well by everybody and the way that I act isn't received as well by mm-hmm. everybody. In my mind, I put together like, okay, I need to possess these specific characteristics and traits so that I can be received well by other people. So nobody, not, well, I'm going to say nobody, but it wasn't necessarily like, here, you need to do this and that, but... Or you need to speak this way, but it's just like, okay, people react well to this. People find this comforting and loving. So for me, I was like, okay, I need to work on these characteristics and make this certain change within myself so mm-hmm. I can be a better person. And it's peer pressure because it's like, I was, I don't know. Cause when I come to, it was very consistent. Every time I came back, I've never like stayed um, in my college town for the summer. So it's like, I would go home. Mm-hmm. feel perfectly fine come back to Iowa State and have a whole identity crisis like I'm received well accepted at home and I don't mean like at home as in like by family members obviously you know most people are accepted by the people they're raised with but for me it's like I'm just accepted at home in general in that town but then I come back and it's like my personality is not accepted who I am is not accepted so for me having that identity crisis I'm like I don't know I'm at a point where I'm like I don't why do I need a change? Like, I don't know. Maybe I need to change the environment I am. I'm in, sorry, and the people I'm around because for me, the peer pressure just more so realizing I wasn't in the right spaces because these people are not verbally saying who you are isn't, isn't right or you need to make these changes, but it's their actions that are showing who I am is not right and I need to make changes. Right. So for me, um, even being in good spaces, you know, by loving people and stuff like that, just being in those environments, those rooms, it was peer pressure because it's like I didn't feel enough in those spaces and nobody had to tell me I didn't feel enough. It just I wasn't in a space where I was enough. That makes sense. I feel right. like I just complicated that for no, no reason. No, you didn't. So it just relates to embracing your unique journey because how am I supposed to embrace my unique journey when nobody is embracing who I am? Right. So for me, the peer pressure, just it was more so nonverbal. And seeing that, okay, I need to act this way 
to actually make a difference. I need to act this way for people to listen to me. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm working on removing myself from those spaces because mm-hmm. it's not helping me embrace my my unique journey. And as I am slowly removing myself from these spaces, I am able to embrace myself more and just listen to what God is saying about who I am and what changes I need to make and not what other people are saying who I am and the changes I need to make. Right. No, I, I love that you mentioned um, pulling yourself from those spaces because for me, I can't recite the exact prayer, but I pray to God to show me because um, as we talked about past, you know, past episodes, this is a new season and, you know, transitioning into our next season. And God is showing, and I'm asking God to show me the people that can stay and can't. You know what I mean? Because some, I realize sometimes that door not opening because I'm trying to take way too many people with me. Yeah. And it's like, and I love that you mentioned spaces because I think it's also the spaces and environment that we're in. Are they trying to condense who we are? But also it was the people that I was allowing to stick around because I do remind myself that Jesus' disciples were sinners. He picked them specifically for reasons that we may not know, but they have their own sins they struggled with, and he used those sins to show strength. And, yes, I'm not trying to, you know, I can also, I'm a sinner. I can also be around, right. you know, um, people who have sinned, but it's also like when when God is changing me, are they embracing that or are they condensing me? Right. So I do love that you mentioned you, that environments as well, pulling yourself out of those environments because it's not that you need praise or – it's just like, I guess, recognition. You know what I mean? Because, um, and I'm speaking for myself, is like, if nobody is noticing, and like you said, actions, like, mm-hmm. you, you're you trying to tell me with your gestures, I'm not supposed to be here because you don't like who, you liked Moni for two semesters ago. Right. Not this one. So mm-hmm. I do love that you mentioned that. Yeah. I think embracing our unique journey, what that means to me is just understanding that I serve a limitless God, and my college journey is not going to look like anybody else's, and it doesn't have to, right. and that's okay, and that doesn't mean that my journey was wrong, because um, where I struggle in facing my, or embracing my unique journey is, along with the peer pressures and what you said about just like saying yes to everything, I put into my mind for a long time, like, okay, leader position, leadership positions are good, I need these, you know, put them on my resume, it looks good, it's going to help me get good jobs, and blah, blah, blah. But like right now I'm at a point where I'm just like, I want to drop every last position. Mm-hmm. Not that I hate the position, like the mission and stuff like that, but it's just like, I don't need this to get a job. Right. That's what you guys are telling me that right. this looks good on my resume. If I drop this from my resume, I'm still very much qualified. I'm still very much, my portfolio still looks good. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I'm adding all these things. I'm doing all these things. Cause other people have put in my mind that it's good that I'm I'm doing these things, but it's like I don't feel good, so why am I doing these things? Mm-hmm. So along with embracing my unique journey in this new season of life is letting all of that go, regardless of what people tell me, regardless of them saying this is going to secure you a job. Like my God is going to secure me a job. Period. I'm going to be straight regardless. And just trusting that he has a plan for me and nobody else is determining that plan for me. So mm-hmm. once again, like I said, like a lot of this stuff is just so it's so rooted in our trauma and the things that we don't hear or see. Trauma. Because I've never I don't know the leadership positions I took. I took them because I wanted to take them, though. Mm-hmm. But I also had in the back of my mind, this is going to not only make change, but it's going to look good and it's going to help me in the future. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't even been thinking that way because who told me it was going to look good and help me in the future? Mm-hmm. The world. 
people. God it's did not a, tell me that. It's a system that they've created. It is a system. I need some type of scripture that tells me, like, God is going to get me my job however he decides to, you know? Right. So just understanding I don't have to take up all these positions and get this quote-unquote experience because he's proven to me in the past there's a job I got, and it's not even like a major job, but it's like the fact that it required experience and I've only had a job for three months of my whole entire life, yet I was able to secure that job and other people weren't. That was my God making a way for me. Right. And being that I trust that same God, just knowing I don't need to do all this because I see people getting jobs who ain't got the thickest resume, but it's that's okay. You know, just embracing that unique journey. So mm-hmm. that's, I don't know where I was going with that. No, but, um, but yeah. mentioning leadership leads to like um, the next question is, so, and because we've talked about those leadership roles for the both of us, and is it bringing us closer to God or pulling us further? Mm-hmm. And for you, I was I would ask is the things you chose to do or leadership titles you hold or once held, um, I guess, how did it feel when you realized, like, or what, what was that decision process like to say, I'm going to have to give up some of these to for God? Um. I think that this comes back to what I mentioned in a previous episode, taking God seriously and to stop playing because mm-hmm. he's not playing. He don't got time to be playing games with me, so why am I playing games? Like, he said what he said, and I need to stand on that. I need to stand on my kingdom business. So mm. being that— Oh, say that one more time. Standing on my kingdom business. Mm. We don't stand on big business. No, we're standing on kingdom regular business. business. I need to stand on kingdom business. I love so that. So it was like— there's so many things. There's goals that I've had since I started college and I haven't been able to complete. Why? Because I am chasing these other leadership positions and jobs, mm-hmm. but like God ain't called me to do that in this season. So why am I doing that? Because people are telling me that college students need to be striving for X, Y, and Z. Right. In their college credits, season. Yeah. So it's like. Organizations. Right. Internship. Everything. Like I don't need. This is not. This doesn't have to be my path for success. And God has. He already proved, like, that's not going to be your pathway for success. So I'm dropping these positions, mm-hmm. yet I'm thriving in so many other ways, in so many ways that people don't see or don't know about because I haven't told them. Right. Um, I saw a video, and it was like, why do we live our lives like we got a camera crew on our back? I do I do be side-eyeing like I got a camera. I, I love do because my camera. Like, did y'all see that too? This is probably <laughs> off topic, but I don't know. Maybe it could tie into embracing our no, youth journey. Good. But I'm not a person who seeks attention. But I had to admit to myself, sometimes I do share my my goals just because I want approval and other people see I'm doing good. Sometimes mm-hmm. I do share my accomplishments, even if it's with, like, a close friend or somebody. Sometimes I do share my accomplishments because it's like, oh, I, I just want you to know I got good things going for me. Like, I want you to know I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. I don't need to do all that. So now I'm at a point where I'm not even sharing stuff, and it's not necessarily – I don't know. I stop myself before I share good news. I think – Am I telling this person because I'm excited? Am I telling this person because I'm proud of myself? Or am I feeling an impulse to tell this person because I just want them to know this? Mm-hmm. How is this going to add to them? You know what I'm saying? So right. just having to stop myself. And I know that was probably off, off track. No, it's but not. I, I don't know. That. It just popped in my mind. So we we talking about leadership positions and, you know, who are we really honoring? Are we honoring God in what we're doing? Or is it mm-hmm. people? Because the only... The only time I want to be a leader is for the Lord. The Lord mm-hmm. says, stand up, leader, then I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, I guess throwing the question back at you, like your leadership positions, um, I spoke on like how I feel about that, me transitioning out of that, but mm-hmm. I guess are you transitioning out of out of any leadership positions or just not even just positions, but things, yeah, I guess leadership mm-hmm. positions, jobs, stuff like that. Are you transitioning out of that, and how does that relate to embracing your unique journey? 
Yeah. So there was a leadership position that I recently had that I dropped, and I picked up one with church that I really love. It's actually giving me experience for what I want to do after college, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And not waiting for that life experience and that, you know, the way that it's just the way that God works is so beautiful and so like, oh, like you can't, it's not other words you can say sometimes because like he knew that I was struggling mentally and he brought me a church and within that church, he brought me so many more opportunities that I wasn't Mm -hmm. even asking for or seeking for, but he gave those to me. And currently now I only hold one leadership position that I really like Mm -hmm. and it's with Thrive Mentoring. And um, I will say we did struggle a bit with structure, but now we're much better, which makes it, I guess, it's a lighter weight on me um, because, like, I want to show up and be a part of it and give my all. Mm -hmm. But I will say before leadership titles, I started having those, like, I say early high school because if y'all listen before, I don't like sports. I don't do sports. Mm -hmm. You ain't finna see me on no field, catching no ball, kicking nothing, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, I was like, how can I basically accommodate that? And I join any clubs that I can, made clubs, led clubs, you know what I mean? It was fun for me because I was like, let me make spaces for other students. But then I was like, like you said, thinking about it, before you share this information, are you doing it because you're really happy and you want to best basically share that blessing that God gave you or are you doing it to give some type of praise? Mm-hmm. And you saying that, for a lot of them, I did. I did want praise. I wanted people to know, um, ain't nobody did this before me. Right. <laughs> and I did it. You right. know what I mean? But it was like, that's so selfish. It's so, ugh. Worldly. Like, worldly, you know? And it, this was before. Right, Jesus. right, right. This was it. You know, time. but it was like, even then, I still held leadership positions after giving my life to God because it was... I feel that I made that who I was. Yep. And so people expected it from me. Because she's preaching. You know she's what I preaching. mean? It's like, <laughs> what now if I try to step out of that, you're doing too much. What are you mm-hmm. doing? That's not the Monifa we know. So it Heavy was like, I like you. And this this is this new season, God has really mm-hmm. helped me embrace trauma. Yeah. And not look at it in such a bad way. But, you know, so I don't, it's also like, I don't pass trauma onto other people my children, or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. starting new things. So I would say, yeah, those, you know, mm-hmm. just he has a way of convicting me on hush mode. Yeah. He hush will mode. humble you. And I love what you mentioned about the leadership positions because um, I just lost my train of thought. What was you saying? You said you said something. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> no, look, I love what you said because I realized that I made my leadership positions like my identity mm-hmm. for a while. And it's crazy because it wasn't this school year. It was literally last school year. I dropped about all my leadership positions. I think in the fall semester I had one. I literally had one. Mm-hmm. And I just remember people, they didn't say these words, but that's what they said. They basically said I fell off because they're like, oh, what are you doing now? Like, oh, you ain't doing nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. So having those conversations and what did I do? I picked up some more because I'm like, oh, I didn't fall off. Like, I'm still I'm actually thriving. But like now I need something to show for it. So it's like I need these positions to show. Right. Oh, I've grown as a person. I've you know, I can make change. And I, I'm, you know, so for me, part of that, like what was hindering me from embracing my unique journey was these leadership positions. If I didn't have no positions yesterday, I already know I'd be in a whole different position right now because I'd actually have the time and energy to focus on my God-given purpose and my goals and stuff like that, stuff that I push down because I'm still trying to please the world 
through what they say is going to make me better, what they're, what's going to set me up for a better life. So. Right. And I love that you said show because it was it's like what, when people say you fell off, I didn't fall off no At all. <laughs> but it's like, like we said, we made it who we were for mm-hmm. a long time. And I believe, you know, I'll speak for myself that I did, I did basically fall into a system of, you know, they prep you for elementary, for middle school, middle school for high school, high school for college, and then mm-hmm. college for the world. But they don't. There's a they lot don't. of things that are so gapped. It's like you're missing so much, and it's like here and now all the – you just want me to basically promo your school. That's all I am here for. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to my academics and I graduate, did I really learn? Because as a social worker, I'm out here with people's lives, and that is nothing to play with. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. people are coming to me hoping that what I've learned in my expertise is going to help them. And yeah. these leaderships, I'm not going to remember that. I mean, I may, you know, if I meet somebody who I once mentored or was in a group with, we may talk about it momentarily, but that's it. You know what I mean? I also think about that. This is not going to help me with the desire that God has placed on my heart. At all. And there's value in the leadership positions we're in. Like, we're still learning lessons. It is helping us grow and develop um, in certain areas that if we weren't in a leadership position, like, you know, we want to develop maybe in that way. But I don't know. I was having this conversation, like, earlier in the year with Monifa, and I basically was like, I got all these leadership positions on my resume. You had a lot, friend. But when my employers look at this, they're not even going to know 25% of the work that I put into these. They're mm-hmm. just going to, oh, okay, that's nice. You did this and that. They're not going to know the the late nights, the arguments, the, you know, they're not going to know all the, the backstabbing I done went through. They don't, mm. they don't know nothing. So for them, it's like, I don't know. I think that was really my, my breaking point because I'm working on my resume. I'm like, so this literally means nothing. I put in all this work. I got these words on this resume, mm-hmm. and I don't feel satisfied. Like, you know, just knowing that my satisfaction doesn't come from the world. Um, it comes from who? Right up. Come from God. Up there. It does. So, yeah, I don't know. But so does how you are raised and uh, the praise that you receive, how has that influenced your choices? I think I would say for me, heavenly, like hev- heavily. Heavily. Yeah, heavily. Okay. There we go. Heavily. heavily. I'm like, heavenly? <laughs> no, like, heavily. Okay, there we heavily, go. Not okay. heavenly, but heavily. Because, like, when I think about it, like, when you're a child, all you know is your parents or who's ever yeah. raising you. So you absorb everything that they do and especially, you know, what you see. So mm-hmm. it was like, when it's obviously a system when you do good, you get rewarded. When you do bad, there's a consequence so you don't repeat that, mm-hmm. you know, to deter that type of behavior. And... Um, I won't say my parents, I, I know my parents just wanted me to be happy and wanted me to be good in school and to graduate, especially high school. They definitely wanted me to have plans after high school, but they didn't, I won't say they didn't care, like if it was college, but they wanted me to make sure I had all my ducks in a row, especially my dad, making sure I could definitely take care of myself. So it was like, when I did good, it was, it was like nice. I'm like, oh, my parents are proud of me. My friends mm-hmm. are proud of me. You know, I'm helping my friends. I'm helping everybody else. But what about me? Because like you say, that 25%, they only going to know 25%. They ain't going to know 100%. Mm-hmm. They might know five. They don't know the hard work you put into. Yeah. And then it makes me think about the leadership roles that I had. A lot of the people, I appreciate them for it. And like now I'm able to look back on it and say thank you. But it also made me rush growing up. Because mm-hmm. from these for some of these positions, I had to adult. For some of these yeah. positions, I had to do things and learn things. I'm like, 
this right is now, hard. Right, right now? now? Like, I'm just, right on. now? You know what I mean? But it was like I did it because it was like, oh, they thought me out of all students. Mm-hmm. You know, they they see hundreds of students a day, and they said Monifa. You know what I mean? And it was like I wanted to make it worth it. Mm-hmm. So it did definitely influence my choices. And it was just like, this is me. Yeah. It started one is one thing, and now this is Monifa forever. But no, yeah. God said no. Because you didn't like it. I realized it was like I, I was kind of sucking it up, basically. Yeah. You know, I didn't feel like I had the right to complain because there was probably so many other students they could have chose from mm-hmm. or, you know, just out of everybody, I was able to get the opportunity. So I felt like be grateful, right. like sit down, be humble, be grateful type. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would definitely say it definitely influenced my choices. But now... At this point, it's when I do something, I don't want people to know it was me. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to know. Because it's like, part. I'm trying to remove that leadership. Like It's, it's like a robe, almost. Right. It's like people just see you in that. And like, I, I don't want it no more. I don't want people to know it's me. Just, you know, yeah. if you ever watched um, The Chosen, when Jesus kept saying, it's not my time yet, don't tell them it was me. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> And I'm yeah. not comparing my comparing myself, but I'm just saying I don't tell them it was me. Right, like it's not you know you need to sit in silence. Literally, like there's a, there's a lot of things, especially when it comes to the podcast. A lot of people have emailed me about how to start, and I've definitely been giving pointers. But it's just the little things. I don't even care about that no more. Like I want to help, be gone. You know what right, I mean? Right, like I don't need people to know that that I help so and so. Don't start. shout me out. Right, <laughs> you don't got to do that. Take that flyer down. I appreciate it, but it was like, but mm-hmm. it's like. And it's I definitely show my appreciation, but and you've said this before. Try to remember, probably a couple episodes ago, or just in one of our conversations of dang, why did I lose my train of thought? It happens. But you said it before of Oh, it was so good, friend. I'm so sorry. You get <laughs> I literally, I literally <laughs> forgot, but you you, you just definitely I would say you always say good things that help me. I guess I would say keep me grounded. Because as if people don't know, and I don't know how you wouldn't know, we don't go to the same school. Right. So right. a lot of the time that we spend together is for this. Right. And But, you know, we're still finding the time to support each other more. But I will say there's a lot of things that you say, and I'm just like, yeah. It's like you're in the back of my head. I'm like, <laughs> thank you, friend. Like, you come in more than you know. So, But for you, um, does how you were raised and the praise that you received, does it influence your choices? Um, they most definitely influence our choices, as I mentioned before. Um, I feel like we just always feel like we need something to show mm-hmm. for our hard work. And it just kind of makes me think of even just the influences I had growing up from elementary into now. Like, you see, it was always the kid who had, you know, like, maybe they did sports and all this. They had a trophy, mm-hmm. and everybody knew, oh, that's the school athlete. So it's like you had the popularity behind it as well. So it was like... But you were also told that those people were going to be big when they grow up. You were never told that that quiet person was going to be big and change the or world. Or make a difference. Right? Yeah. So it's just like you always, you equate recognition, um, people knowing your name, people knowing your face, popularity with success. Mm-hmm. And as you get older, some people it takes longer to, to realize. But it, it's pointless. Um, it definitely influences my choices and how I embrace my journey because – Right now, I don't have nothing to show for, but there's so many good things going on in my life and so many blessings. And it's like I mentioned before, I don't want to, I don't 
care to tell nobody and I don't have no intentions of being like, oh, I got this going on and mm-hmm. God bless me in this way or that way. But um, I don't know, just stepping into your embracing your new, unique journey, you'll realize how pointless the recognition was, how useful, like how that did nothing for you. Because mm-hmm. right now, I don't know. I really don't know. I just keep losing my train of thought. I feel like this is a good conversation that just a lot of a lot of things yes. flowing through my mind it, right it now. It is. It's a lot, but I like that you mentioned <laughs> that because it reminds me, like you said, praise is so you don't like recognition and praise because I realized I when people gave me that it was a motivator. So if they wasn't yeah. giving me that, it was like no need for any use. Like I'm she's not, not doing useful. nothing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like people don't want me, so I, I have to. I basically have to continue to grind myself mm-hmm. for people just for me to get even the littlest. But I made it seem like it was so much praise and so much, you know, recognition. Yeah. So before I ask you the next question, don't make fun of how don't don't make fun of how I say this. Mm-mm. But uh Colossians? Colossians? Uh, that was there's a lot of those Deuteronomy, you know, there's okay. some that are whatever. It, there's some that are difficult for me. Mm-hmm. But uh Colossians three twenty three through twenty four. It says, "Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving." And I say that because I I realize a lot of the times, even though I'm I'm in the world, I'm not of it, and I right. need to act according as a child of heaven and not a person of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a, I'm not trying to get to heaven. I'm a part of it. I'm just here for a little while. And I need I need to it's like I'm representing it almost like cuz I'm a part of it. So, and I might be the only Bible someone ever knows. Right. So, let me act according. So, do you um do you believe that you may act for others or work for others and not for God? Like thinking of those leadership and I'm not saying you are, but I'm just saying thinking of leadership positions and stuff, have we ever acted for others and not for God? I would say definitely. Like, um, one of our mutual excuses sometimes is we don't have time, but it's like, I don't know. I, I forgot what it was. It was just one day, and, you know, we all are prideful about something else, whether that's like, you know, a sports team, this is my sports team, I'm going to rep them, um, whatever it is. But I came to realization, like, why am I not as prideful about God? Like, why mm. am I I'm not wearing no Christian apparel my Instagram doesn't say, oh, this is a Christian woman. Um, so it's like, I'm over here saying I don't have time, but I can sit here and make time for other things and, and rep it like this is what I'm worshiping, but I don't. And just realizing that, like you said, like we represent his kingdom, whether we try to or not, or like whether we know it or not, I try to. But um, right. <laughs> trying every day. I try to. So it just, um, can you rephrase your question again? Because. No, I'm saying uh, basically, why do we act as if we work for others and okay, not yeah. for God? Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I think it just, I'm being, I'm learning to be patient with myself because I'm 21, and stuff is so deeply ingrained in my mind. Like I don't even know where it's coming from, and I'm slowly unveiling where things are coming from. But from one moment, I'm thinking, oh, it's from this childhood trauma thing, but then I realize it dates farther back mm-hmm. than that. And then that 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 dates farther, farther back, farther, and, that, farther and that back. just builds up. Right. So for me, it's like I think it's because I've known the world longer than I've known God. So just knowing that I have to unlearn mm. and learn a lot. Just like you know, when we were thirteen, we probably thought I ain't gonna lie. 
thinking back to when I was 18, you know, I had my, my first job. I had a car. And, we you know, I was doing stuff. I really thought I was grown at that. I'm not, and I'm not going to say like I was being fast. Or like, I, I didn't think I was grown in that way, but it's like I'm like I'm dependent on myself. I, I can do bills. anything. You can't tell me nothing. I'm making my own money. I'm my own transportation. Like I can think for myself, make decisions. Like, I, I was grown at that time. But looking now, no, no, that was not, that was easy. Now I'm grown. I'm more grown. And probably when I'm 30, I'm going to be like, no, girl, you, you had it easy. Right. <laughs> now we've grown. Right. Like, so it's one of them things like learning God's word and his mm-hmm. kingdom. Like right now I'm trying my best. And I'm right. probably thinking like, okay, our relationship, great. But it's still going to continue to build and learn. Right. And it just, there's nothing that will fix that but time. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do to, to rush the process or force the process. Like it's all up to his timing. So right. for me, like, yes, I do. Say I live for the world, but I don't try to. Sometimes it's just that um, under like I don't know what I'm what I should know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess that's that's the best way for me to to explain no, it. I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I love that you said um, that you've known the world longer than you've known God. And I feel like that also. I feel that that's a complete sentence and explains that what we were saying before of that we have to unlearn mm-hmm. so much. We were. You know, people, people, when you're born, they say, welcome to the world. Mm-hmm. They don't say, welcome to God. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's, it's not things like that. So, like like you said, you, you've you known the world longer and all of its troubles and everything. And, you 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 know, we basically have to find our way in the world. And now we're realizing, especially giving our life to God, like, no, you're, you've are you got to find your way through God. Mm-hmm. That's, this is very, I always try to remind myself, this is so temporary no matter how long it lasts, no matter how long the pain feels. This is only supposed to be t- temporary. Living, being right. with God is for eternity. Mm-hmm. And he, he, God stands out of time, so I don't even know what eternity looks like. Right. You know what I mean? This is probably so small uh, on his, like, scale, on his timeline. Right. So I, I do love that you said that because it reminds me, like, there's so much we have to unlearn. Like like you said, especially, oh, we thought it started here. It didn't start there, you know, going all the way back mm-hmm. to when that seed was first planted. Right. And we missed that red flag. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, are there any last thoughts on embracing our unique journeys? Um, no, I will say, um, as I said before, we are both in the pasture seat. So, Definitely. Um, you are not the only one scared or anxious because you don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. You know, um, only God can see because we walk by faith, not by sight. So I would just say, don't be hard on yourself. Trust in God. If you're trying to take control, you don't trust in God. And that's what it hurts. It hurt me to realize that the Holy Spirit did humble me when mm-hmm. we'll they said that. that. We'll do that. But it's the truth. Like, that God only works on truth. You can't lie to him. I mean, you can, but you're really lying to yourself because you thought you was tricking him. Now you're the goofball. But (laughs) I'm just, you know what I mean? So just be honest with him and he'll, he'll mean everything good for you. So any last words for you? Um, I would just say step out of your comfort zone. Mm. Like you said, walk by faith, not by sight and just trust him. Yeah. Just, I don't like there's, there's not many words. It's one of the things you don't know until you know. Mm. It wasn't until I had to give up, um, I guess, just dying to yourself, giving up what the world thinks of you, even the people closest to you. Because like we said, not every just because you love somebody, you're close to somebody doesn't mean you're equally yoked and doesn't mean that they're going to understand where you're coming from. So when it's okay, Kira's making all these changes that I don't understand, 
I don't serve my parents. I don't serve my friends. I don't serve my siblings. So mm-hmm. if they don't understand, that's okay. Right. That's that's really the biggest thing in embracing your unique journey, because that's I think that's the biggest thing that holds people back is fear of judgment. Even if they don't want to admit it, or mm-hmm. maybe you don't care about what people think, a part of you still cares about what people think. Because yeah. why are you not taking that next step? Right. When God said He's got you, why are you not taking that next step? Exactly. So I mean, that's all I got. That concludes today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate all the love. We post episodes biweekly on Mondays and biweekly on Thursdays on our YouTube channel. You can reach us on our website, blackgirlincollege.com, and on our Instagram, blackgirlincollegepodcast, to give us some feedback. And also to see what we are working on. So we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.